Welcome to Soundprints Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Soundprints is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Soundprints for the week of June 5, 2022. The South Central Kentucky Council of the Blind holds its social hour Zoom call each Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. Central Time, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern. Some weeks there's a speaker. Other weeks there's good conversation, making friends, and sharing tips and ideas. To join the calls, just dial 669-900-6833 and use the Zoom code 763-689-4411. For more information about SCKCB, call Richard Lindsay, President, at 270-781-1985 or Teresa Eskew, Vice President, at 270-776-6971. The KCB Zoom line is busy as usual. The following virtual activities take place on the KCB Zoom line at 669-900-6833, followed by the code 862-9889, 6972. KCB Next Generation will hold its next business meeting on Thursday, June 9 at 8 p.m. on the Zoom line. For more information about KCB Next Generation, call Ben Wright, President at 734-968-8211. Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision has both in-person and virtual groups coming up soon. The in-person support group will be on Monday, June 13 at 1 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries, 150 South State Street in Louisville. There will be a virtual support group meeting on Wednesday, June 15 at 8 p.m. on the KCB Zoom line. Support groups are open to all, and they are a great place to ask how-to questions related to living with little or no vision. The president of SCKCB is Debbie Dethridge. Savvy will hold its next in-person and virtual support meeting on Tuesday, June 14, from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time. For more information about the meeting and to learn more about the Savvy Chapter, call Cheryl Lott, president, at 270-686-8689. The Greater Louisville Council of the Blind invites everyone to its next virtual roundabout on the Zoom line on Saturday, June 11, from 2 to 4 p.m. Watch the KCB events list for this week's topic. This week, Paul Edwards from Jacksonville, Florida, joins us on page 2 to help us spotlight convention programs and events sponsored by two ACB Special Interest Affiliates the Braille Revival League, BRL, and the Library Users of America, LUA. Paul is the current president of BRL and the current vice president of LUA, and he hosts Tuesday topics each week on ACB Media One. Paul also hosts BRL's Braille Buzz Call 
and Lewis Library Without Walls calls, which alternate with each other on Zoom on the third Wednesday of each month. The article on page 3 this week tells you about 10 sources of free ebooks and audiobooks on the Internet. The websites where you can find these books are listed at the end of the page. The museum at the American Printing House for the Blind is soon to undergo a major renovation and expansion. About two years ago, APH acquired a huge collection of items, all related to Helen Keller, from the American Foundation for the Blind. The article on page 4, which appears in the June 1 edition of the Louisville Courier-Journal newspaper, explains the plans underway at APH to add much-needed space to appropriately display this collection. For more information about the Kentucky Council of the Blind, or to learn more about our events, subscribe to the KCB News List by sending a blank email message to kcb-news, followed by the plus sign, subscribe at acblists, Dot org, or by subscribing to kcb-events plus subscribe at acblists.org. Thanks for listening to Soundprints, and we hope you enjoy the information on pages 2, 3, and 4. Page 2. On the phone with me is Paul Edwards, and Paul is the president of the Braille Revival League, and we're going to feature the Braille Revival League's activities at the upcoming ACB convention here on Soundprints. And while we're talking about BRL, we're also going to talk about Lua, because Paul and I are both heavily involved in Lua, and Paul is the vice president of that organization. And uh, so we think that you'll find that uh, all those activities are are interesting, and the two groups are interrelated, so um, I think you'll really enjoy this segment. So welcome, Paul. Appreciate you being here. And I know Thank you, Miss Carla. Yep. I so, do, but I'm yeah, glad to be here. I, I, I love to, to, to publicize fun stuff that's coming up. Right. So tell us what's going on with BRL at the convention. So we uh, are are have really three different kinds of meetings. Our first one involves food. We are doing a breakfast on Monday morning, uh, and, and our guest will be the executive director of the World Blind Union, who will talk, be talking about Braille around the world and, and essentially some, some really cool new initiatives um, that the World Blind Union has started. And he, he is from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, so we're looking forward to having him as our breakfast speaker. My understanding is that that portion of the breakfast um, will be available on Zoom. So while you won't get to listen to us eat, which would be a great loss for y'all, um, you all, <laughs> you will get an opportunity um, to, to hear our speaker, and, and, and you'll have to put up with a little of me, but not probably a lot. Um, then on Wednesday, uh, starting at 1 o'clock, um, BRL begins its full-fledged sessions, and we have two Zoom um, and in-person sessions um, that go on until 4.15 or 4 o'clock, whenever it is. Um, and essentially, the, the, each of them 
has a different uh, kind of theme. The first one is understanding the past of Braille, or essentially it's that. We have a very cool speaker um, who is from uh, the University of Toronto in Canada who has done some amazing research uh, on Louis Braille. And a lot of what we know about the early development of the code and the degree to which... um, the military were involved in using it and a bunch of other stuff has very much uh, been called into question by the research she's done. So we're looking forward to spending a half an hour with her where we'll also get her to talk about a much longer podcast that she's already done. And potentially, if people are interested, probably invite her to a Braille buzz call down the road as well. Because I think I think she's really going to be exciting. And, and the research is... Uh, that Professor Campsey has done is really quite amazing. The second speaker in that segment will be Tamara Rory, who has kind of assumed the position that Judy Dixon had with the National Library Service. And she's going to be talking about some Braille archive things that, uh, that NLS will be introducing, where they will showcase some older Braille that they have and some other Braille documents, which they will be putting up on the web for our delectation. And the last speaker in that section is Judy Dixon, who will talk about ways of doing research on Braille and some sites on the Internet where folks can find some some pretty useful information on the history of Braille and, and, uh, and other elements of the Braille code. The second sec- section of our BRL program is a three-part segment as well, and it all features magazines that are being produced by the National Library Service. The first of them uh, is a section that's going to be done by Brian Charlson, perhaps with a little assistance from Judy Dixon, though that's not absolutely firmed up yet, talking about um, the way that UEB has changed the way we read measurements and recipes and some of the ways that that's been uh, recognized in books and kind of going over um, some of the exact UEB components so that people who are being recipes don't end, end up putting a cup of salt instead of a uh, tiny pinch. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're looking forward to that. The second segment uh, is a section that's going to be done by Tamara Rory and Judy Wilkinson, who are both avid knitters. And they're going to be talking about a new knitting magazine that NLS has recently begun to produce, and the way that knitting patterns are now displayed in Braille publications because there has been a pretty substantial difference, as I understand it, and a lot of the old guard with with, with no intent at insulting because the old guard can knit, I can't. Um, um, <laughs> What's are up essentially, there? I'm a knitter too. <laughs> I gotcha. But uh, apparently the, the format that, that knitting patterns, and I guess they're called patterns still, um, yeah. operate with um, are, are, are quite different. And so they're going to be going over exactly how um, those Braille knitting patterns work and exactly how people read them using UEB. So we're excited about that because I think it may encourage more people to start subscribing to that particular um, Braille magazine. And then our third section, which will be done by Ralph Smitherman and Jane Corona, um, will be talking about uh, a, a new Braille magazine, 
which they're very excited about, which is essentially the Dell Crossword Magazine. That's very um, cool. Seen it? It's yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, and so they will be they will be talking about that after those two sessions. The last pure BRL component is our exciting and non-zoomed exercise called Games with Ralph. So if any of you guys are going to be in Omaha and want to have some fun for a little over an hour, please register for Games with Ralph. Um, it's, a, it's a fun exercise where we play word games using Braille so you can demonstrate your Braille skills at the same time as you can win some cool prizes. So we hope you'll join us for that. And, and that essentially, Miss Carla, is the BRL program. All right. Sounds fantastic. Now, there's some other things um, that uh, when you bring uh, Library Users of America, Lua, into this, we also have uh, a combined session between the two organizations. And, we and do. And, in fact, so we've co-sponsored all of their sessions. So right. I can so tell you a little bit that. about what they include. So the first session, um, which is on Sunday afternoon, um, and, and my understanding is that all of the sessions I'm about to describe will be streamed. So the first session on Sunday will begin with a visit from the new director of uh, the National Library Service. Uh, he's a gentleman who moved to Washington from Vermont, where we was, he was state librarian. Um, he has done a, a call for uh, Lua along with uh, MCAC, the Multicultural Affairs Committee, uh, earlier in the year, um, but uh, I think he will be interesting to listen to. Um, it looks like we will have a resolution to at least ask folks to consider uh, with regard to NLS because they have made a decision that, that a lot of us feel is, is not such a good plan, um, and that decision is to discontinue the production of the large print version of Talking Book Topics. Um, we, we think it's very valuable for all kinds of folks, and so we're very sad that it's going away. Um, and so we've written a resolution that suggests essentially that instead of permanently getting rid of it, um, what they should do is, uh, is sit on their decision for a year, and then if the paper and ink shortage hasn't cleared up, they consider um, using some really out-of-the-box solutions like interactive um, voice um, which which are a, a lot of these complex phone lines where you can do all kinds of stuff just by talking. And we think that um, that that that's another alternative, which would certainly be better than than leaving so many, particularly seniors, um, without access to an easy way to choose books. Um, yes. So the second segment of library users um, uh, will involve uh, looking at. Uh, some elements of public libraries, in particular, at least beginning an introduction that will be led by Brian Charlson on some of the methods that are used by uh, public libraries for doing things uh, like audiobooks and how you can get involved with them and which of the, the components of which audiobook systems work well. And what we're hoping may happen is that that will morph into, in effect, some training that we will do with uh, a, another call that, that Lua does called Lua Link um, during the year 
where we will get some folks to do some some training in how you can get cool books from your public library and 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 read them using audio. But there are other components of public libraries that are different. Some of them lend tools. Some of them lend a whole bunch of things. And we're trying to highlight some of the non-traditional things that a lot of our members probably have no idea exist in terms of what public libraries do. That moves us to Tuesday. And on Tuesday, we begin with the narrator. And the narrator this year is, is someone who most of us know because he's been reading books for, gosh, must be 30 or 35 years. And his name is Ray Fouché. Um, and he reads a lot of mystery books. So any of you guys who are into detectives, um, will, will, will probably have, have listened to lots of his books. He used to do all of the, all of the Spencer books by, um, Parker, is that who it was? Yeah. <clears throat> so, and, and, and a number of other series too. Um, so he will be the narrator and he will be involved sort of up close and personal on Wednesday afternoon during the first session. And the final component of, uh, of Lua uh, is One Book, One ACB. And we're going to be discussing a, a book which has kind of a strange title, There, the word there, Plant Eyes, Their Plant Eyes. And it's subtitled A Social and Cultural History of Blindness and is written by M. Leona Godin, G-O-D-I-N, um, who's a blind lady herself. And one of the, one of the amazing things, and she really does a very credible job of it, is she says that she is reading this book herself, which is, which is okay. I mean, lots of blind people read books, but she is reading it, um, using an earphone. And I find that amazing. Uh, I couldn't do it. Um, but the, the number of her book um, is uh, DB104014, and it's 12 hours and 49 minutes long. And, and I actually found it interesting. There are a few things that are a little controversial, which is, which is good when you're discussing a book. It's also available in Braille as BR23825 in five volumes. So if folks are are minded to read it, they're more than welcome to do that. I think the discussion should be interesting because she has some really good things to say, and I also think she has some things to say that are kind of off the wall. Um, so uh, it's an interesting book. Some folks may say it's it's a smidge dry, and perhaps it is. Um, but uh, one of the one of the cool things is that she does manage to combine the cultural history that she's talking about with her own personal experiences. So it's, it's, it's kind of a fun book. A really great lineup. I'm particularly interested in the, um, in the new magazines. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just, I think that having more magazines and choices in magazines is really a, a good function, a good thing for the NLS program. We have so many limitations on on magazines. Just one trip to yep. a, a regular bookstore, or just go to the grocery store and go to the checkout lane. And yep. there's all these magazines. And so, you know, the more the better. I mean, we will never achieve in in Braille or in um, audio that produced specially for us 
anywhere close to even a decent percentage of magazines. But um, but to find out what's out there and then to have some available um, is really good. You know, Paul, what would make for an interesting program to uh, sometime would be maybe the magazines uh, that and the periodicals that are available, like a newsline, uh, but also that yep. are available yep. on Kindle. Yep. And, 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 and I, yeah, I, and I think the other thing that that we need to begin to do, um, and I would certainly encourage um, the, the the Lua chapter in the tri-state area, if you're looking at this as well, um, is I think we have to say to the National Library Service, um, you've begun to pilot um, e-readers. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the things that piloting e-readers will allow you to do is to make available a whole bunch of magazines that you otherwise wouldn't be able to produce. Um, I think that it is A, a mistake, and B, short-sighted of NLS to simply at the moment be looking at the books that they're producing in hard copy. The cost of actually producing books that are already available electronically is not that great. And I think that they can substantially revolutionize the range of materials available to us if they'll start looking at making more electronic Braille magazines and more electronic Braille books available to us. Well, if they don't do it, Bookshare is, I mean, they're already doing it. They're already yes. making so many things available. And, and, um, and of course, Bookshare has just started doing audiobooks, which I yes, haven't listened to yet. But seen that. Yeah. 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 That announcement I just saw a few days ago. And... Uh, so so now they're in the human narration business. They and, are. Yeah, and and that is um, really what set the NLS program apart from Bookshare in the past. Mm-hmm. Well, here they come. They're in the human yep. narrator business. And also, um, then you, of course, you have Audible uh, out yes. there. But have you seen the, um, I mean, it may be old hat to everybody else. I just discovered not long ago... Um, a service called Chirp. Do you know about Chirp? I do not. Okay, Chirp is, uh, you get an email every day from them, and they are a, I don't know if it's a company, I don't know if, I don't know what it is, but um, I did sign up for it. It's free to sign up. And Chirp, um, Chirp highlights or features um all kinds of different books each day or every couple of days and audible you know they're they're um 14.95 a month or something like that mm-hmm. and for that you get right. a quote free credit well it's not free cuz you're paying 14.95 14.95 a month, month. Yeah. yeah people say well, I got a free credit well anyway well we can think about that um but uh they also but in chirp you don't pay anything per month but they have these Audible books that they, uh, audio books that they feature, and they are read by live readers. And nice. They are like a dollar ninety nine or two ninety nine. The most expensive one I've seen. That doesn't mean that there's not others, but the most expensive one I've seen as a feature is like three ninety nine. You can also purchase them for the quote standard price, like eleven ninety nine or twelve ninety nine, oh. whatever it is. 
What's the difference between the three ninety nine and the and the eleven ninety nine? Nothing except it's a it's it's like going to it's like going to Walmart to, to Walmart. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. see our minds in the same place. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, that's why I just you know I just, why would I want to pay yeah. for the price? Unless I really yeah, I want think to there's. Read a book. Uh, you know, there are a few. There are a few other entities that kind of do the same thing. There's an outfit called Early Bird, I think that um, mm-hmm. that features uh, that features a, uh, a number of, uh, of of relatively inexpensive books. And um, and and if you if you look on Audible, um, you can actually find book bundles for one credit, where you can get three and four books in in a single bundle. But you have to look for them. Yeah. And that's 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 pretty cool as well. So there's it all is. these places, and then you know, in addition, of course, then for um, all kinds of other books, you know, in text format, you've got yep. Kindle, and um, you do. I don't I don't know if you know about BookBub. I um, do not. BookBub, BookBub <laughs> is a service where um, the books start years a few years back when they started out, they had free books each day, but their books aren't free anymore, but they do have some, you know, that are on sale, like the dollar ninety nine books or two ninety nine, and they're text, they're in text format, and nice. they are available from Amazon, uh, in Apple uh, format, and something else. I've forgotten what the other one is, mm-hmm. um, but um, I always, when I find a book on there that I want to read, the first thing I do before I pay for it is go over to Bookshare and see if it's there. Right, right. And, 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 and about half is. the time it is, yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, can, I, I am, a, I am a huge Bookshare freak. I, I, don't, I think you know because it's kind of legendary in the Bookshare community. But when they started, um, I provided them the essentially with stuff? their – Yes, I provided yeah. them with their science fiction collection. I sent them a little over 4,000 fully scanned books. Oh, my gosh, Paul. I didn't realize it was that many. It was. <laughs> yeah. well, it's amazing what you'll do for science fiction. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. Um, by the way, do you like the, um, talking about, you know, science fiction or um, dystopian things or stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, do you do you do any, read any alternative, um, you know, the alternative universe kind of stuff? Sure. Like like who? Well, there's this really cool, you know, two books, and it's called um, the 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 books are called American Royalty. Hmm. Don't know them. You must. It's really. Uh, they're in Bookshare. Yeah. Uh, nice. Yes. Yes. And um and it's, and everybody ought to read science fiction and fantasy. If you don't. It's a great way. Oh, to, it's it's a, a great way to broaden your mind. It yeah. really is. And a lot of yeah. people kind of turn their noses up at science well, fiction and fantasy, but I'm here to tell you they don't know what they're missing. Well, the American royalty is um, if when, you know, when George Washington was asked if he would be king, he had said yes. Oh, nice. Yes. I'm and ready. So the, yeah. So you it's want especially to good these. celebrating the platinum, uh, the, the platinum jubilee of uh, Queen Elizabeth. Yes, well, pretty amazing. This She's could be been really good. queen for seventy years. I think so. Yeah, I, yeah. I will go get it um, as soon as I get back home. There is a book too. 
uh-huh. you know, it's kind of a, I will warn you, it's kind of a teenage, kind of, I mean, the, the, the star, the oh, I, I like 18, those. you know. Yeah, I so like those, yep. There's always lots of action when they're 18 years old. And we, we are getting more well-written young adult books now than we've mm-hmm. ever gotten in the past, and, and it's another thing that people shouldn't turn their noses up at. Um, we will pretty soon, on Library Without Walls, because I'm going to insist on it, do a whole show on young adult books, because I, I believe some of the best writing that's being done in the world today is being written in young adult books. Yes, and some of them are so funny, too. I mean, just They are. Hilarious. They are. <laughs> Yeah, they are. Well, let's tell people how they can join both BRL and Lua uh, because um, I don't know. I don't know about everybody else, but now that registration is open, and as people go in and look at the registration form, uh, they're seeing the um, the page where people can mm-hmm. register for the groups and uh, like for lions and. Lua and so on. I'm getting calls where people are saying, uh, you know, I want to find out if I'm a member or how do I become a member or uh, here's I don't know right. if this, what's the registration fee. So let's let's tell people about that. So talk about BRL and how. And I then I'll it. let you talk about Lua because yes. you have some connection with our treasurer. How some reason? So with um, with. Braille Revival League, we are in the process of completely redoing our website, but you can go to our website, which is Braille spelled out, Revival spelled out, League spelled out dot org. And on that, there is a, 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 a link that will allow you to join. Our dues are 10 bucks a year, or of course, you can become a life member for 250 bucks, I think. Um, so it's well worth, it's well worth thinking about. If you're if you're minded to do that, it beats having to look for membership money every year. Um, alternatively, you can send an email to treasurer at braillerevivalleague.org or to jane.ecarona, C-A-R-O-N-A, at gmail.com. And in all of those ways, you can, you can give us your 10 bucks a year, and you'll be entitled to... Um, to uh, our award-winning uh, Braille Memorandum magazine. Our last issue just came out and was 117 Braille pages long, which is pretty amazing. My goodness. That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty darn big. It is. So talk to How us about Lula. Come out? Oh, <laughs> uh, twice a year. Um, with the possibility that we're going to expand it to three. One of the cool things that we've done this year is we've created a really interesting committee structure in BRL, which is working extremely well. So we've started holding meetings with agencies um, who are producing Braille and agencies who are teaching it um, to see how we can collaborate and to see how we can work together um, mm-hmm. to build a whole, a, a whole range of cooperation across the yeah. board in this country. Because if we don't, Braille is going to go by the wayside. We we need to protect and build it. So that's the end of the political announcement of the day. <laughs> well, let me give the Lua contact info before mm-hmm. we run out of our time. And so if in, in, in Lua, the membership dues are $12 a year or $150 for a life membership. 
And it's very simple to join Lula. Really, all you have to do is to call um, at my husband Adam. Adam Rushaval is the che- is the treasurer. And if you give us a call at 502-897-1472, 502-897-1472, we accept any credit card, um, the uh, Visa. American Express, MasterCard, um, or Discover. Discover, yep. Yeah, Discover. Nice. And um, and you can become a member. Uh, you, We do put out a, a magazine, the Lua Ledger, twice a year. One just came out. And, of course, Paul, you've mentioned the Lua Link calls, and they happen twice a year. And we also have the Library Without Laws, which is a wonderful um, opportunity to share books, and that's every other month. Um, the third it is. Month, alternating in the um, yep. other months with Braille Buzz. So, yep. um, you know, please feel free to join. Join both organizations, and you will. And the really, Wednesday really calls are at, are at eight thirty uh, p.m. because mm-hmm. we we figure that'll give people on the West Coast an opportunity to get home from work. So. Um, and that that time has actually worked out really well. I don't know why more people haven't taken it, but I sh- shouldn't mm-hmm. have said that because now people will. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Paul. I appreciate so much you being on Sound Prince with us this week. It's been great, and we're looking forward to all of the BRL and Lua activities at the convention. Everybody, please remember to go pre-register and uh, get in on all of the opportunities to participate through Zoom um, with uh, with the activities. And remember, too, that when you register for the convention, you are eligible for door prizes, and there's always some great door prizes. And you do not have to be present to win. So You don't, um, but, but, but they never seem to put my name on them, Carla. I know, I know, I know. They don't have our uh-huh. names on those tickets. No, they don't. <laughs> They don't. Carla, thank you so much for having me. This has been fun. We'll have to do it again. Page three. The following article was posted by Peter Altschel on ACB Leadership on Friday, June 3. And it's entitled, Save Your Money, The Ten Best Places to Download Free Ebooks and Audiobooks. And it was originally in PC Mag. Save your money. The 10 best places to download free ebooks and audiobooks. From Project Gutenberg to LibriVox, L I B R I V O X, here's how to find free ebooks and audiobooks online. By Lance Whitney. You like to read or listen to books on your ebook reader, tablet, or other device. And maybe you've already purchased ebooks from Amazon and other websites, but you can also download and access free books and from a host of different sites, such sites as Project Gutenberg, the Internet Archive, Open Library, and Feedbooks host free books. You can also snag freebies from Amazon's Kindle Library and the Nook Library. First, to read electronic books, you can certainly use a dedicated ebook reader, such as an Amazon Kindle, a Barnes and Noble Nook, or a Kobo. 
but you can also turn your tablet or PC into an e-reader with the Kindle app, the Nook app, and the Google Play Books app, among other programs. For convenience, an Apple iPad or an Android tablet service handy devices for reading ebooks in bed, on the couch, or outdoors. Further, you can listen to audiobooks on your smartphone or tablet, computer, smart home speaker, or MP3 player. You'll find ebooks available in a few different formats, including Kindle, EPUB, and PDF. Audiobooks are generally accessible as MP3 files. The best way to download or access books and audiobooks is from the device on which you want to read or play them. But you can also download them on a PC and then transfer or sync them to your e-reader or mobile device. Further, you can borrow ebooks and audiobooks from your local library and read them via apps like Libby, Overdrive, Hoopla, and even Kindle. But those you naturally have to return after a couple of weeks. Instead, here are 10 places where you can get free ebooks and audiobooks. Project Gutenberg. Project Gutenberg offers a library of more than 60,000 free ebooks, many of them classic novels and fiction available in the public domain, but also a variety of nonfiction titles. With most of the books you choose among EPUB with most of the books you choose among EPUB, Kindle, or plain text format to download them onto your device. In many cases, you are also able to access an HTML version to read directly through your browser. You can use several different methods to find a book at Project Gutenberg. First, you can always browse selections based on different groups, such as the most popular books, latest releases, recently added, and random titles. A bookshelf page presents different categories for you to peruse, including classics, crime, geography, history, music, science, and technology. You can search for specific books by author, title, subject, language, and popularity. The site also provides a host of audiobooks in MP3 format. However, the titles are read in a computer-generated voice, so they're not as pleasant to listen to as are audiobooks read by a human being. A companion site delivers contemporary books and poetry, all of which are self-published by different authors. No account is required, so you can easily download any books you want and keep them forever. Internet Archive Internet Archive is home to millions of books, movies, TV shows, music, and other content. On its virtual bookshelves, you'll find more than 20 million downloadable ebooks and texts that you can keep, as well as 2.3 million titles that you can borrow by signing up for a free account with the site. A wide selection of audiobooks also are available. The books are organized by collections 
and other criteria. You can narrow the focus by specifying a year, language, or other criteria. And you can search for books based on title, author, publisher, topic, year, and other factors. Ebooks are accessible in a variety of formats, including EPUB, Kindle, PDF, and plain text, while audiobooks are available as MP3 files and M3U files. Open Library A division of the Internet Archive, Open Library is devoted specifically to ebooks and audiobooks. Hosting more than 3 million books, the site offers classic books that you can read online or download as EPUB or PDF files. Acting as a real library, Open Library also features more modern books that you can borrow for 14 days and read online. You can browse the books by subject, genre, and other factors, and search by title, author, and more. An advanced search option helps you search by other criteria, such as ISBN number or publisher. A virtual library page displays images of bookshelves based on topic, allowing you to see different titles and pick the one you want to view. Depending on the book you select, you can then read it, borrow it, or download it. You can also listen to most books, though the titles are read in a computer-generated voice. Feed Books Though it mostly offers books for sale, Feed Books also features a huge collection of free titles in the public domain. At first glance, the books are organized by fiction, nonfiction, most popular, and recently added. Drill down further by clicking the Show All button next to a category, and you can browse for titles based on genre. For example, the fiction category features books in such areas as science fiction, mystery, romance, and juvenile. Under nonfiction, you'll find biographies, history, religion, science, travel, and humor. Beyond browsing all the titles, you can search for specific books based on title, author, publisher, date, and more. Select a book that intrigues you to see a full description and other details. Click the download button to download the title as an EPUB file. LibriVox LibriVox focuses specifically on audiobooks, offering a large catalog of public domain titles to play. The books are read by volunteers who donate their time, so listening to them is much more enjoyable than hearing a book read by a computer-generated voice. You can browse or search for books by title, author, genre, or language. An advanced search feature lets you hunt for books based on keywords as well as the person who does the reading. LibriVox covers a wide range of genres and categories, including fiction, nonfiction, short stories, plays, and poetry. Find a book you want and click the download button to grab a zip file of the content. Unzip the file into individual MP3 files, which you can then listen to on your computer or other device. Mini books.
M-A-N-Y-B-O-O-K-S. Many Books is home to more than 50,000 ebooks, those in the public domain and ones that are self-published. You can browse by a variety of genres and subjects, including biography, cooking, fiction, health, history, philosophy, politics, science fiction, and travel. You can also search by title, author, or keyword. You'll need to sign up for a free account to access the books at Minibooks. After creating the account, you're prompted to choose your favorite genres and file formats, which the site uses to help you find future titles. You're also able to sign up for a daily newsletter offering free and discounted ebooks. Select a title that interests you to see a synopsis and brief excerpt. You can then read it online or download it as an EPUB file or other format. Free ebooks. That's written free dash ebooks. By creating a free account at free ebooks, you can download up to five free titles each month. If you want more, a $50 VIP plan grants you an unlimited number of free books for life. But the free account is a good way to get started. Just watch out for the special offers and promotions as you sign up for your account. Browse for titles by category, including fiction, nonfiction, academic, textbooks, and audiobooks. Then drill down to specific genres, such as business, computers, health, history, psychology, web design, and writing. Choose a book that interests you to see a description and preview the first few pages. You can then download it in PDF, EPUB, Kindle, or text format. Audiobooks are available as MP3 files or Apple M4B files. However, downloading them requires a VIP plan. Amazon Kindle Bookstore Amazon Kindle Bookstore, beyond the millions of books with a price tag, Amazon offers a huge collection of free Kindle ebooks and audiobooks. And you'll find them a few different ways. Check out the freebies among classics and public domain titles, as well as the 100 free bestsellers. Alternatively, browse straight to the Kindle Bookstore and search for free books. For audiobooks, Amazon offers free titles through Audible, even ones that don't require an Audible subscription. You can score many more free books through a Kindle Unlimited subscription. For $9.99 per month, you have access to more than 2 million free ebooks. You can check out as many as 10 at a time. When you're done with one title, simply return it and get another one. As you browse or search for specific titles, narrow the results by selecting different criteria, such as genre, customer reviews, and author. Select a title you like to view a description or other details. Click the button for Buy Now with one click, and the title is delivered directly to your ebook reader or mobile device 
to read with a Kindle app. Barnes & Noble Nook Store Barnes & Noble Nook Store offers free ebooks through its Nook Store. Some audiobooks are free but require a B&N audiobook subscription which costs $15 per month after a free 30-day trial. If you don't have a Nook reader, just download the Nook mobile app for iOS, iPad OS, or Android to access the ebooks and audiobooks on your mobile device. You'll also need a free Barnes & Noble online account and payment method even for free books. Simply type the word free in the search field to peek at all the free titles. You can then check out the freebies by category or subject. Select the title of an interesting book to see an overview, details, and customer review. Click the button for instant purchase. You may first need to enable the instant purchase option under settings. Open the Nook app on your device and the book will be there for you to read. Google Play Books The Google Play Bookstore sells paid books but offers a number of ebooks and audiobooks for free. Browse to the Google Play Books site, click the search button, and type free or enter a specific book title, author, or other criteria. Click the heading for price and then change it to free. Google shows you free ebooks at the top and audiobooks underneath. Click the right arrow for either type of book to view additional choices. Select a specific book to see customer reviews and other information. Click the Get for Free button to download an ebook or audiobook. You can read or play the book directly at the website or snag the free Google Books app for iOS slash iPad iOS or Android to access the title on your mobile device. Here are the websites mentioned in this article. The first is Gutenberg.org and that's G-U-T-E-N-B-E-R-G dot O-R-G. The Internet Archive is found at https colon slash slash archive A-R-C-H-I-V-E dot O-R-G. Open Library is found at https colon slash slash openlibrary.org. Feedbooks is at feedbooks, F-E-E-D-B-O-O-K-S dot com. LibriVox is at LibriVox, L-I-B-R-I-V-O-X dot O-R-G. Minibooks is at M-A-N-Y-B-O-O-K-S dot net. Free ebooks is at free f r e e dash e books b o o k s dot net. Kindle books are found on Amazon dot com, and the Nook Store is found at Barnes and Noble b a r n e s a n d n o b l e dot com. And finally, the Google Play Bookstore is at play dot google. Page 4. 
The following article appeared in the Louisville Courier-Journal on Wednesday, June 1. The headline is Nazis, Presidents, and an Oscar, Collection of Helen Keller Items to be Shown in Louisville, by Ray Johnson, Louisville Courier-Journal, June 1, 2022. A huge collection of items from Helen Keller's life will go on display in Louisville in a new museum space planned by the American Printing House for the Blind. The collection, which boasts more than 58,000 items, includes letters the blind and deaf Keller wrote to presidents, an Academy Award, and even a letter Keller wrote scolding Nazi youths for burning books. Helen had a huge impact on our world, so we're going to be looking at her as a social justice warrior and as a writer and as a thinker, said Mike Hudson, American Printing House's museum director. Keller, who lost her sight and hearing as a child, was an educator, author, disability rights advocate, and political activist. Lifelong companion Anne Sullivan famously taught her to communicate with the outside world as depicted in the movie The Miracle Worker. Keller doesn't have strong connections to Kentucky, but that didn't stop the printing house from competing with major players like the Smithsonian Institution and New York Historical Society for a chance to showcase her life beyond the Miracle Worker narrative that history associates with her. The American Foundation for the Blind, which was moving from New York to Virginia, ultimately chose to give the archives to the printing house, in part, because the Louisville nonprofit agreed to put it on display, Hudson said. Quote, a lot of people freeze Helen as a little girl at the water pump, with her hand under the water, being taught the miracle of language by Anne Sullivan, he said. But that's just one little part of this amazing woman's life. End of quote. Craig Metter and Anne Durham, president and vice president of the printing house, agreed that one of Keller's most powerful letters was to Nazi youths expressing her disdain for book burning. The letter reads, quote, History has taught you nothing if you think you can kill ideas. Tyrants have tried to do that often before, and the ideas have risen up in their might and destroyed them. Quote, I still get chills when I think about that, Durham said. Keller's correspondence with American presidents was prolific. John F. Kennedy, Ronald Reagan, and Franklin D. Roosevelt, to name just a few, asking the latter for an autograph. She was heard by powerful people, Metter said. Quote, How many disenfranchised people in the United States would you say truly have access to the presidency or, or top government officials here? Keller's Academy Award is another prominent piece in the collection. At 75, Keller accepted the award for her role as herself in the film The Unconquered according to the Perkins School for the Blind website. The film used archival newsreel clips and photos to trace Keller's early years. 
Newer film footage showed Keller during an ordinary day later in her life. The Printing House, 1839 Frankfurt Avenue, plans to break ground on a museum addition to house the collection this winter or next spring, Hudson said. Officials there hope to have the addition open within two years of the groundbreaking. The addition will add about 15,000 square feet of space to the building, spokesperson Sarah Brown said. About a third of the addition will be dedicated to the Keller Collection. The current museum already displays a few of Keller's items, including her desk. Some visitors have wept when they come into contact with it, and they can feel where she rubbed her feet on the desk, Durham said. Quote, Our museum is very small, not nearly big enough to accommodate, but a few pieces. But it's so satisfying to get those pieces out, Durham said of the few Keller items now on display. Brown said the Printing House's Board of Trustees has approved use of endowment funds to help pay for the museum expansion, but they are still seeking support from other sources. An application to the city from the Printing House's architects estimate the exterior will cost around $3.6 million and the building will be about five floors. Though, Brown said, the evaluation of the building has not been finalized. With the addition, the printing house wants to demystify blindness and remove that fear life ends when you lose your sight, Metter said. Our hope is to educate and inform and, in the process, build allies. We want to kind of change that whole mindset. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind, or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.